Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gannon, along with my partner, Jack McNicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you have the chance, go check out our website, justsayingfootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at just saying no G W J S for article and video updates. And don't forget to get us in your ear on Spotify at just saying football. Dude, we are into week 14 seasons moving along quickly. Uh, two teams on a bye. We got the Washington commanders and the Arizona Cardinals. And after a pretty good week 13, 1 PM game slot, it's not the same this week. Yeah, yeah. This week it's gonna be a little uh bit flip. We have some solid um, you know, four PM games. We'll get into those later. Um, but you know, it's big week, Sean. I know we were talking about it off camera. Fantasy playoffs just a week away. Everybody's probably freaking out, looking for some good picks. And you know, we've been we've been killing it. Sean has four straight weeks, double digit picks. So get ready for that to continue. You know, we got a lot of tips here today that can help you out with all that. Um, but yeah, Sean, you're gonna start us off. We got a good game, I would say, but we're calling it a blowout for sure, right? We're putting it in the blowout category, and let's jump right into it. Cause we got the Seattle Seahawks making their way to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. The 49ers favor this one minus 10 and a half over out here at 44. <laughs> and that's that's the real reason why they're in this blowout category. And you know, despite Seattle and DK Metcalf having a pretty solid game offensively, three touchdowns for him, murdered me in fantasy football. Uh <laughs> They were bleeding points to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm locking in the 49ers. You are too, but what are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, uh, San Francisco's defense, you know, we saw these guys, you know, on Thanksgiving and, you know, San Francisco beat them 31 to 13. So, um, you know, kind of just gives me a reason to think that San Francisco is going to be running away with the NFC West again this year. Uh, They're at home. Um, you know, four o'clock, you know, one o'clock Pacific time. It's going to be a good game for them. Um, You know, Seattle, they're just not as good of a team without Kenneth Walker, and they won't have him this week. Yeah, it's looking, you know, Seattle had it for a second in the NFC West, and sadly the 49ers got back on a roll. And just to put that in perspective, the first five weeks of the NFL, when, when they were 5-0 and and everyone was saying they were the best team in football yeah. before the three-game skid, they scored 135 points. They hit that three-game skid. They had the bye week. They got Chase Young. Currently on a four-game win streak. You know how many points they've scored in this in four games, one game less? 133 points, my friend. Okay. The 49ers have gotten better and the entire league should be put on notice for that because we're going to move this right along to another another opponent (laughs) in the NFC West. We have the LA Rams making their way to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens are favored in this one by minus seven and a half over under here at 44 and a half. We're both locking in Baltimore, but how are you feeling about this game? Yeah, I think that, you know, L.A. has shown a lot of fight the last couple of weeks. We saw last week that they really just continue to pile on points. You know, they're really in it to continue a run. We saw this team win a couple of years ago. But I got to say, Baltimore, one of the better teams in the league right now, Um, you know, they're only allowing about 15 points a game. Uh, you know, the Rams don't play really great in these matchups. They're playing in Baltimore. It's a tough place to play. And, um. You know, I, I just think even last week was a little flash in the pan for me. Um, The Rams, you know, if they want to get in the playoffs, they're going to have to beat a team like this. But Ravens at home, hard to bet against. Yeah, you know, that Browns defense is great. A lot of people are expecting maybe the Browns defense to kind of keep this game in check. And the Rams completely ran away with it. I think it's yeah. going to be a little bit different this week. The Ravens, another great defense, but with match with a better, much better offense than the Browns currently have. Right yeah. Now. So I do expect. Of course, Baltimore to win this game. Do want to give a shout out to Puka 
over a thousand yards uh, on the season, and yeah. he already broke the Rams' rookie record. So he'll just stacking it up at this point. <laughs> at this point, he is killing it. All right, let's move this right along into an NFC South battle when the Carolina Panthers make their way to New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Saints are favoring this by minus six and a half over under here of thirty six and a half. Now it's not looking like Carr will play in this when he's still in the concussion protocol. Uh, potential for him to. Uh, still go out there. So at the moment, it will be Jameis Winston. Uh, we're both locking the Saints. I'm not worried if Jameis Winston gets the start. I think it will be all Alvin Kamara. What we've seen from the Panthers this year has just not been it. Yeah, they're definitely you know still in that rebuild mode. I mean, you know, second worst defense in the in the league, third worst offense. Um, you know, New Orleans middle of the pack team, and you know we've seen these teams already. You know, play in the past couple of years. New Orleans has. Usually, you know, kept it close, but we saw them earlier this season, you know, win a close game uh, in week two. And, um, you know, I think they get it again this week. No problem. Um, you know, the Saints, they're they're kind of gunning for the playoffs in a weird way because their division's so bad. But I, I got to say, um, you know, you got to take them in this one. No problem. Yeah, and one of the things I do just want to say about the Carolina Panthers, I think the most important thing that they need to do at this moment, outside of thinking about who their next head coach is going to be, you got to build up the confidence of Bryce Young somehow. Yeah, you know, three offensive coordinators over the last few weeks. You know, they're they're riding this one in eleven. So what you need to do right now is just create a game plan consistently, continue yeah. to try to build his growth. Cause last thing you want to do is just completely shoot his confidence down. And then you're bringing another code. It, it will end up becoming a mess. So that's the most important thing uh, that the Panthers need to do. Build up Bryce Young's confidence late in the season. Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy when you see the number one pick, you know, you're the number one pick because you're usually going to a team that is struggling and, and where they, they are struggling. And I got to say, 0-7 on the road this year, you're going to New Orleans, one of the tougher places to play. Uh, definitely take that six and a half for me, no problem. Yeah, start the Saints defense. We got him in fantasy. All right, let's yeah. move this into our meh categories. Another NFC South showdown when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers make their way to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Atlanta's favored in this one by minus two with an over-under here of 40. Shout out to Mike Evans off the bat, a 10th straight season with a thousand receiving yards. He's done this with guys named Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Blaine Gabbert, Johnny Manziel, Jameis Winston. All right. And actually, the, well, the Manziel one was going back to his college days, but still. Just but damn, was he good back then, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jameis as well. What are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, I texted you right when he got the thousand on Sunday. I said, man, you know, like, we don't think about it enough, but he's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, he's top 20 in all major categories, Super 10 champion. straight thousand, shows how availability you are. And you said it right there, Super Bowl champion. Um, I got to give a shout out, though, Jesse Bates on the Atlanta side. First, you know, huge uh, home run uh, free agency for them. We saw him in Cincinnati. He has five picks this year. I do expect, you know, if anybody can throw a pick to Jesse Bates this week, it's going to be Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I kind of see both of these teams the way that I saw them when they played each other, um, you know, kind of back in week seven. It was 16 and 13 game very um, much. You know, I, I, I like the the Tampa Bay Bucks in this one, even though they are, um, you know, not favored. This, this would be a great underdog pick for the week. Yeah, absolutely. I'm also going to lock in Tampa Bay. They lost the first meeting against the Falcons at home. I think this is the time where they get their revenge. There's a lot at stake right now uh, for Atlanta and Tampa Bay. If, if Tampa Bay is able to get this win, they'll be tied with Atlanta. Uh, actually, I think they'll have a uh, – no, they will be tied with Atlanta uh, mm. for first overall in the division. And that's exactly who you want to beat. The NFC South is weak, and the Saints yeah. also have a chance if they beat if they beat Carolina. Somebody is getting into the playoffs in that and, division and with a losing record. And will a playoff game. 
The Panthers you know problem every year. We talk about this problem every year, and I love it because you look at these teams that are in the weak division. They're hosting the playoff game. And we always know that that's going to be kind of an underwhelming game. I see that with a lot of these NFC South teams. Um, but yeah, take the Bucks and a Mike Evans touchdown and leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> throw Rakan White in there. Keep in mind, Falcons six and six, Bucks five and seven, Saints five and seven. So again, a win for the Bucks, a loss for the Falcons, a win for the Saints. It's all six and seven. It's going to yeah. be interesting. <laughs> all right, let's move this along in our Met category. We have the Detroit Lions making the way to Chicago to take on the Bears. Lions are favoring this with my four and a half over under here of forty six and a half. We're both locking in Detroit off the bat. This game was played just a few weeks ago, and it was pretty good. How are you feeling about this one? Yeah, we saw this, you know, this game uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, just uh, three or four weeks ago where we had to watch the Detroit Lions start to kind of decline after, you know, kind of having a bad first half. And they had a great safety at the end of the game that really allowed them to, you know, kind of walk it off at the end. Um, You know, Detroit's going into Chicago. It's December. It's going to be cold. I'm expecting a big run game from the Lions. However, just note a weird stat, and it's a real stat, Chicago has the best run defense in the NFL. So that may just be because teams are always, you know, you know, you know, having to run against them because they're up. But I got to say, you know, you got to give credit to them there. This could be a weird trap game for the Lions, as you know, a lot of people don't see them as contenders just yet. Um, but I'm expecting a big day from Amon Ross St. Brown for sure. Sam Laporta last week um, had probably one of his better weeks in the season, over 120 yard, uh, over 120 yards. And two touchdowns, I mean, you got to give it up for when this Lions team is able to boom. And, you know, the Bears are a favorable matchup. I think they'll come a little bit more prepared this time. Yeah, you know, I think for the Lions right now, it's their game to lose. It could, it could be a trap game. You're absolutely right. Uh, you know, this is what Dan Campbell's here to do. Completely change yeah. his franchise around. He's done so this season. This is a must-win game for them. So two more games against the Vikings, which are also going to be interesting. Uh, though I think that they have the division almost pretty much in their hands. Moving this right along, we have the Indianapolis Colts making their way to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals are favoring this by minus two and a half, over under here of 40. Colts had a huge win in overtime against the Titans. Uh, Bengals had a huge overtime win against the Jaguars. What are your thoughts about this one? <laughs> yeah, I should have put uh, overtime bets on both of those. I know that Sean got one of those with the Bengals one. Um, you know, you, amazing. And you shout out Jordan for sure. Uh, you know, and the the thing I was shocked about as as much as anybody is, you know, Jake Browning, uh, kind of keeping the trend of backup quarterbacks going this season. But man, the kid showed up last week. Uh, you got to give it to him. And and the great thing really is is he was connecting with Chase. You know, we were talking about it off camera. Is I had the Chase five and a half in the parlay I posted on our Instagram. And me and Sean were saying, you know, it's going to be a lot of short completions to chase to get him involved and get him in flow. When you look at all the Jake Browning completions, I went back and watched every single one of his things, like all of his completions. First eight targets are like six of them are chase. All of them are five yards. I think that they can ship away at Indianapolis's defense, especially at home. I love what we saw with Mixon last week. There's going to be a good running back battle. Zach Moss and Joe Mixon. You know, two guys who get a lot of questions, um, you know, but I, I'm excited for Jamar Chase versus Michael Pittman. That's going to be a really key offensive match. A lot of key offensive matchups in a game you don't see a lot of you don't think about has a lot of fantasy relevance. Yeah, I'm I, I'm going to go with Indianapolis. Uh, I do like what the Bengals did and, and Jake Browning, but I think it's unlikely he'll complete another 86 percent of his passes. 
Um, yeah, you know, gotta keep that. And in Trevor mind. Lawrence is gonna go down in the middle of the game. Yeah, I, like I think I think Trevor Lawrence in that game. I think the the, the Jaguars win that game. Probably doesn't go to overtime. Um, yeah, or they win in overtime with ease. So I, uh, you know, that's another factor to keep in mind. He played great. I love seeing him hit the deep ball to to Jamar Chase. He saw the one on one coverage and he took it as you should. It's Jamar Chase. If you throw it up in his region, he's going to catch it. Uh, and I yeah. expect them to do it to pass a lot on the Colts this week. But I think that the Colts have a lot going on with them offensively. They'll be able to keep pace with this. And we've seen the Colts pull out these weird wins this season. They're definitely very a very different team right now than they were under the last few years under Frank. Yeah, I agree, honestly. And we've seen them win these close games. This is definitely going to be a closer game than we expect. All right, let's move this right along because we have the Jacksonville Jaguars making their way to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Jacksonville's favorite this by minus three over under here of 39 and a half. Uh, Jacksonville, just speaking about them, lost his heartbreaker in overtime. They are looking like they will be without uh, Trevor Lawrence to a high ankle sprain. For some reason, they're listing him as questionable, but I can't imagine that he's playing in this one. So expect C.J. Beathard to get his first start of 2023. Yeah, C.J. Beathard, we've seen him in San Francisco in the past. Um, You know, a, a veteran quarterback, like you said. Um, the Jacksonville defense is something that is going to need to really step up. You know, they're division leaders. They're going to be taking on a lot of good quarterbacks if they do be, uh, you know, host playoff games uh, throughout the NFL playoffs. Um, I will say, I think they're a little underrated. So, you know, despite getting kind of torn up by Browning, as I was saying before, um, you know, they have a lot of great uh, guys playing right now. Josh Allen, 13 and a half sacks right now. Uh, which is, um, you know, he got his second interception of his career against Tyler Boyd. A lot of people were saying, you know, it's a second pick. He has one against the other Josh Allen and one against Tyler Boyd, which is just a fun fact. But I got to say, Fosade Olukun, who we used to talk about over the last couple of years on this show, um, on in Atlanta, a guy who doesn't get talked about enough, is leading the league right now with 131 tackles. When you have Cleveland as a run game team, you have these two guys up front. I think Jacksonville, for me, is going to be the pick. Um, just because I think they're going to lean on Etienne and they're going to lean on this defense. The Browns defense is good. I'm going to take the under at 39 and a half. No problem on this one. Yeah, I'm going to also lock in the under, but I'm going to go with Cleveland. I think that their defense is going to have a, a bounce back game. CJ Beathard didn't look great out there. They won't have Christian Kirk in this one. I think that they'll be able to stuff the run with Etienne, which will limit what Beathard yeah. could do. This is going to be, this is the weird game. I, I don't think it's 50, 50. I think, Minus three spread is unusual. I would have put this more at like minus one to Jacksonville. Yeah, you think it's going to be that close, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, maybe they're thinking Cooper Cup or Amari Cooper still in the uh, concussion protocol. So with him out, there's, you know, higher chance maybe that Jacksonville can still get going with Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram and Travis Etienne still in the backfield there with those guys healthy. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I think the Browns have a bounce back game this could easily be that 16 10 16 13 kind of game that we've seen from cleveland the last few years at times yeah yeah and it's a battle of backup qbs you know it's kind of been the theme of uh this week going in so you know i, I don't expect too many points especially like you said these defenses are like hit, hit you in the mouth defenses yep absolutely all right let's move this right along because we have the houston texans making the way to new york to take on the jets Texans are favoring this by minus four and a half over under here, 38 and a half. Uh, we're going to be at this game, you and I, 
Yep. Uh, so look out for any social media posts they might have there. Everyone, for sure. Some cool but, Jets fans, though. <laughs> tons of cool Jets fans. I'm hoping it may be a Texan fan out there. Uh, first bit of news, though, obviously, Tank Dell will be out for the rest of the year, um, which is brutal. One of our favorite rookies of the year. Yeah, it's it's Jets here for him. Stroud's favorite target, but it was also looking like the number one wide receiver. Uh, I'm locking in the Texans despite the injury. I'm curious to see how this offense responds. Now they won't have Tank Dell. Who's going to step up and take over that that role? Is it Nico Collins? Is it Robert Woods? Is it Noah Brown? Is Dalton Schultz going to kind of get re, more reinvolved in this offense once again? But right now the Jets are going back to Zach Wilson. It's all over the place with that offense. Yeah. As good as that defense is, I think Stroud can beat them. Yeah, I think the Texans defense has looked great. Uh, you know, last week, uh, both their last two defensive top picks, you know, uh, Will Anderson from this year, Derek Stingley from the year before. Um, you know, two interceptions for Stingley, two sacks for Anderson. They had a kind of a coming out party last week of, you know, he's kind of finally showing that this Houston defense is on par with the offense. Um, the Jets right now, their defense, I, I say it every week, it's one of the better defenses. And CJ Stroud, who is a rookie leading the NFL right now. Uh, with 3,500 passing yards, um, you know, this is going to be a challenge for him. If the Texans want to make a stretch, they're going to need to win a game like this. Um, I will take them at the four and a half. I will take the under at 38 and a half because I don't believe that the Jets will cover on their end. But, um, you know, give me, uh, you know, give me a gig, a, a good game from Brees Hall. You know, he's going to have to make things happen in the receiving game. Zach Wilson was checking down to him a lot in the games he was playing well in. So um, let's, let's see what happens. I, you know, Give me Houston, but, you know, I also – give me a Nico Collins touchdown, no problem in this one. He is going to get fed. Now that Tank isn't there, we saw him have almost 12 targets over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, he had a huge touchdown last week. Love that. Um, you know, just neat, big big game from Nico Collins. Awesome. I love that. All right, let's keep this moving along. So we got my Minnesota Vikings making their way to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Minnesota's favorite in this by minus one and a half over under here at 40 and a half. And I guess who's back. Back again. It's so nice that he's back. You know, the Josh Dobbs game was ugly. All right. That was a really bad Monday night football game. And then to go in the bye week was not great. All right. There was a really bad taste in my mouth. I will just want to say, I don't know if I put on the record in our last episode, but I just want to put on the record there. There were two balls that were intercepted that were off the receiver's hands. So. You know, let's. I'll give him. I'll give him the. So give him a break. <laughs> give him the benefit of the doubt on two of them, and even Jordan Addison came out and said, "I got to catch that." So, you know, let's let's relax. But I, I'm locking in Minnesota in this. Neil Hunter, 13 and a half sacks on the season. Max Crosby did not participate in practice on Wednesday with a knee injury. He's been and that's been lingering. Both these teams are coming off the buy. Something to note, but I think that Kevin O'Connell in this offense is is due for a, a bounce back after a really atrocious performance on Monday night football. Yeah. And you got to go into Vegas. Um, you know, you're only favored by one and a half, but I got to say, I think that's just Vegas saying we have no idea what the Vikings are going to look like now that it's they ugly. have been developing, you know, it's going to definitely be taking some rust, I think, you know, but the Vikings coming off a bye week actually makes me feel a little bit better. You know, uh, the Raiders too. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, you're going with which team looks better. And the defense right now, I mean, Daniil Hunter has 13 and a half sacks this year. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is not going to have fun with that. He has a very low graded offensive line. Um, you know, it's going to be, 
I'm very excited to see what Josh Jacobs does because this is going to be a test for him uh, against one of the top 10 defense against running backs this year. Um, but I like Josh Jacobs in this game uh, for the Raiders side. But, you know, man, I'm so happy that JJ is back. That's the only thing everyone's going to be talking about. That's the only thing they should be talking about. I love that. Um, you know, he's one of my guys. I love him. He's one of Sean's guys. Um, you know, everybody's excited to have him start in fantasy. If he's not off your IR yet, get him off your IR. Um, you know, um, I think this is going to be a good game for him and Addison. We finally get to see kind of Addison, who's gone a little super saiyan the last few weeks while he's been number one. Um, and TJ Hawkinson, too. I mean, who does Josh Dobbs love more than TJ Hawkinson? So he loves you know, got to start all those positions. guys this week. Absolutely. He loves the tight end. He does love the tight ends. It's been great. I'm I'm looking forward to, to JJ being back and for what kind of contract he's going to be getting this offseason. But we're, we'll get into that much later on. <laughs> Uh, as the season progresses, that's for the off-season off talk. <laughs> oh yeah! All right, we got an AFC West showdown, and our last one in the man category is when the Denver Broncos make their way to LA to take on the Chargers. The Chargers are favoring this one minus three over under here of forty-five and a half. Chargers had the weirdest win of the season with a six to nothing victory over the Patriots. Um, so you don't deserve that win, sir. It, it was ugly. Got some weird stats for people if they want some weird ones. Uh, it Chargers, was some weird stats. Chargers currently 8% chance to make it to the playoffs. Broncos, 23.3% chance to make it to the playoffs. So a way better chance. <laughs> they have a much better chance. I'm locking in Denver in this one. It, it was a rough one for them out in Houston last week. I do expect them to bounce back. This Chargers mm-hmm. team is bleeding points. Yeah. To- to the to offensive passing i'm locking in a jerry judy anytime touchdown i feel like this is a good game for russell wilson to, to jump back after a three interception game two of them going to Derek stingley last week yeah so, and look we were just talking about how hot the broncos were five straight wins they lost a close one last week if they got that touchdown at the end there against houston it would have been you know it would have been six straight we're talking about them possibly winning seven straight i mean we got to put some respect on the Broncos. If they were in the NFC right now, you'd be questioning whether or not they'd be, you know, in a in a better uh, not contention. They have a great defense. Russell Wilson until last week did a great job, but I love that. They need to bounce back from Judy and Cortland Sutton this week. Those are really their their two main pass catchers. Yeah, those are their guys. All right. Let's move us into our games of the week. We have two really solid games. Oh yeah. Um our first one NFC East showdown when the Philadelphia Eagles made their way to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favoring this one minus two and a half and over under here, 48 and a half Eagles won in their first meeting uh, this season. And uh, it was the Cowboys toughest matchup so far they've had. This will be a good test to to see because they've been under a ton of scrutiny for, you know, the easy schedule, which is, you know, it's not their fault. They get an easy schedule, but yeah. when you have a good record and you beat, Teams with losing records, you get scrutinized. Sadly, that's just the name of the game. So, how are you? How are you feeling in this one? Yeah, like you said, this is going to be a very competitive battle. Two teams that are at kind of the same level right now. You know, we saw Philly get rocked last week by San Francisco. Uh, sorry, not sorry, Eagles fans. Um, I'm going to tell you right now that the Cowboys. I've been saying a lot about them, a lot about how their offense is getting it done, how their defense is shutting it down, and. I, the one great thing I think here is we kind of have an idea of the playoff picture where that Dallas is going to be the one team in the fifth seed. And it's like, who's going to be in the last two seeds, just the way that the records are shaping out. But if Dallas really wants to secure that, they're going to need to win this at home. And we've seen them have a tough time with Philly in the past couple of years, especially Dak Prescott. Um, 
One thing that really excites me here is obviously the two top receivers of each team, you know, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb. Uh, right now, C.D. Lamb, um, 1,182 yards. It's the second most in the NFL behind Tyreek Hill. Fourth most in the NFL, A.J. Brown, 1,164. These are, you know, these are good team, you know, good receivers against teams with not great secondaries. They give up a lot of yards. Do you think that both of them can get 100 this weekend? Oh, easily. Easily. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Both of these teams struggled against the pass last week. We saw it with DK and we saw it with Debo uh, for yeah. their respective teams. But I'm I'm locking thank in you, Philly. Debo. I'm locking in Philly right off the yeah, thank you, Debo. Uh <laughs> I'm locking in Philly though. That was a really, really tough loss that they had to suffer with last week. And I think that yeah. they are one of the better teams still in the league. If they want to show that they are, you know, like legit Super Bowl contenders, you got to bounce back after an embarrassing 42 to 19 loss by beating in a division opponent. Whether or not it's it's ugly, uh, it, it doesn't matter. You just got to walk yeah. away with the win right now. Now, Dallas, on the other hand, though, if they win this game, them and Philly are tied for number one in the NFC East. And like you said, it really does begin to start to shake up the playoffs if Dallas walks away with the win. So, I'm yeah, I'm against- excited. I don't know. I'm I'm with you on Philly. I'm I want that because I'm with you, but it's like. I'm not We've against seen the, the Dallas Cowboys. win for the shakeup. Yeah, for the shakeup and and for the love of the game and the NFC getting shaken up and maybe to see Dallas go from one to falling down in the first week that would be hysterical. But I will say, outside of my Giants bias, the great thing about this game, I think we we're going to expect a lot of points. I think the 48 is easy. There's no, you know, the front sevens of these teams are scary, but the secondaries are terrible, uh, in my opinion, like we just said. So I think the key really is if they can utilize, you know, Tony Pollard, DeAndre Swift on each side, get things done, utilize their weapons. Um, they're just going to need, I think it comes down to time to uh, time of possession too. You know, when I see something like the Cowboys favored by two and a half, I'm always very 50, 50 on two and a half. So I always like to take the away team. That's an underdog. And, I, I think that that lines up perfectly with Philly in this one. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move this into our last game of the week. We have the Buffalo Bills making their way to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Kansas City is favoring this by minus three, over under here of 47 and a half. Bills are coming off of the bye week. Kansas City is struggling. They took a surprising loss to the Packers. Now, there were some missed and some bad calls. But Kansas City does not appear to be the same team that they have been for the last few years. What are your thoughts? I don't know. You know, we were talking about how they've kind of changed their identity to a defensive team. But maybe maybe I was just using that as an excuse that I didn't want to say that the Kansas City offense is bad. But I'm just going to put it out there. Outside of Pacheco, I really don't know what the identity of the Kansas City Chiefs offense is. And I'm like, where's Travis Kelsey? Where are the receivers? I really don't know if this team flows without a good run game. And we saw the moment they had to switch into the pass, once the Packers started keeping them in that game, it was not the same. Um, you know, if Kansas City, you know, both of these teams have a lot to prove for teams that, you know, last year we were saying we want them both to win the AFC. Um, and Kansas City, who's the reigning Super Bowl champions, you know, that they, you know, they've been able to continuously keep this up. Look, I'm not discounting them in December. It's December now. We know how dangerous Andy Reid and Mahomes are in December. That's why I'm taking Kansas City. They're at home. But, man, I mean, if, if there's another team outside of Kansas City in the AFC that's got something to prove right now, it's got to be Buffalo. We've seen them just lose to KC. We've seen them do this. This needs to be a wake-up call for the Bills. 
Yeah, I mean, Buffalo needs the bounce back win right now. They're currently 6-6 six and six with three games behind Miami in the AFC East. Uh, they're 10th right now in playoff seating. They're behind the Texans and the Broncos. You know, just to keep that into perspective for everyone, the Broncos are ranked above them in the playoffs, um, which is not where you expect them to be right now in Week 14. And I'm I'm going with Buffalo, though, in this game because of all those reasons. They have a lot to play for. They have all these different things. But I'm, I'm worried about Kansas City's offense, not because Patrick Mahomes can't move the ball downfield or anything because of that. But there's no one outside of Travis Kelsey, and it's been this way all season, that's stepping up consistently. Where's Tony? Is it going to be Tony? Is it going to be Rice? Is it going to be MBS? Yeah. You know, who is it going to be that's going to be this yeah. guy that steps up and then is consistently? And I, I want it to be Rice really badly because when he yeah, – They games, said it was going to be Rice. <laughs> and it just hasn't happened. I mean, which also makes next year's draft a little bit scarier when they draft a wide receiver, uh, you know? But, which we know they're going for. <laughs> yeah, but to me it's the – the name of the game for Buffalo, they got Von Miller available. They still have a good front seven. If they're able to get Mahomes off balance, like you said, when they had it, when Mahomes in the passing situation against the Packers, it just wasn't the same. He didn't have his go-to yeah. guys. So for me, if they're able to just kind of get after Mahomes, make him uncomfortable offensively, oof. There's yeah. no reason why Stephon Diggs, uh, Gabe Davis, and this entire offense can't get going. I know. And, you know, like you were saying, we just got to figure out at this point in the season who that's going to be. We can't be spending the last five weeks of the season saying, oh, man, like it's got to be this guy or this guy. Like if Travis Kelsey is underperforming, you know, you still have Isaiah Pacheco having 18 carries, 110 in a touchdown last week. And he has three touchdowns over the last two weeks. So you know that the offense is now going to be running through him and they trust him. But when you have a half a billion dollar quarterback, your identity should not be your second year, seventh round running back. And I'm not giving any shit to Isaiah Pacheco, but I'm saying for the Chiefs, like, how do you not figure that out and say, well, now Pacheco is good. We should get our receivers on the same page because now you got the other side with Buffalo and they have Dalton Kincaid and they have Stefan Diggs and they have Shakir coming up and Gabe Davis. So, you know, and they're coming off the bye. So they're rested and expect them to, to be arrested because Casey, you know, after a loss on Monday night, they're exhausted right now. Yeah, and that AFC Championship game from a few years ago, that is still freshly in everybody in Buffalo's mind. So I, I got to yeah. lock him in this one. But, uh, that's, you know, that's all the time that we have. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It's a good week of games, especially in our later in our later 4 p.m. ones. Yeah, so definitely enjoy the games. We got a low-key Thursday night game this week, a couple low-key, uh, you know, uh, 1 p.m. But then the 4, 4 o'clock, make sure to turn on red zone. It's going to get really hot. But, uh, you know, everything's going to be great. JJ's coming back. We've got a bunch of AFC, NFC champions coming to uh, fight their rivals. And me and Shawnzy's here to just give you guys more hot picks. But enjoy it. Enjoy the fantasy playoffs. Always remember to check us out on YouTube, Just Saying Football. Spotify, Just Saying Football. Get us in those ears. And we got Just Saying, no, uh, no, uh, Just Saying, no G, WJS on Instagram for all your article and video updates. And thank you guys for watching. Enjoy. <laughs>